Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a Sunday afternoon. We are glad that you have joined us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate everybody tuning in, especially our great servicemen and women out there taking care of us and our medical personnel here at home. I want to thank our sponsors over at uh, Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Should be opening up. Pretty soon over at Churn and Spoon, but they've been open this whole time taking taking care of us here in Starkville at Strange Brew. And you can still go by there today, drive through window on Highway 12 or the uh, walk-up window on uh, University Drive and socially distance. But if you want to come on in, you're welcome to do so. Get some great service and a great drink. So go by there today, take care of yourself, give yourself a little extra shot of juice when you head over to Strange Brew Coffee House. Our good friends over at College Corner are as passionate about Father's Day as I am. I don't know if it's possible. That's the hill I die on, man. We only get so many days as a dad. All right, there's 365 days in a normal year. Yeah. You get your birthday, you get Father's Day, and then if you're lucky, you might get a couple more. Like Joel gets probably gets like Major League Opening Day, right? Is that a day where your wife's like, I'm going to leave him alone and Well, him. you know, doing what we do a lot of yeah. times during the day, we can be at home, and usually Major League Baseball Opening Day, they actually play during the day. Yeah, that's so, true. That's true. So oftentimes, yes, I get to. But I mean, I'm talking about a full that. 24-hour cycle where it's it's you don't have to do a whole lot. I mean, with two kids under four, uh, there's not many days. Even Father's Day and my birth. We we're talking about it the other day. Katie was like, hey, you know, your birthday's coming up, because it is, June 17th. It's almost here. What do you want? And uh, it's like, you know what that day's going to be like? Yeah. It's going to be a day where I wake up, feed the kids, and make sure they live, and break up the fights, well, Father's and day, it's going to be a Father's normal day. Is day. A Sunday, though. So you know what you can ask for for Father's Day? Two things. You should ask for a gift card from College Corner, so you can get 30% off that purchase, and you should ask for some peace and, and damn quiet. <laughs> and you know, sometimes... Sometimes I get gypped. Like last year, we were in Omaha. Yeah, I was. And yeah, I, I Father's was. Day and my birthday was the same day. I was smart about that last year. I had Father's Day the weekend before Omaha. I had it Super Regional weekend because I knew State was going to win. But, but that's not even what I'm saying. My birthday and Father's Day was the same day. Oh, you can't. Yeah. So, so if I'd have been home. It's like somebody born on Christmas. What can yeah, you do? Yeah, you're what just kind of. Well, here's what you guys need to do. Take care of Dad this year with a gift card, or for, just buy him just buy him something right off the website there at collegecornerstore.com, or you can go to either one of their two stores. They're at uh, in Flowood, they're by uh, the Half Shell, or in uh, Ridgeland, they're by Fleet Feet, and you can take care of Dad with some brand new MSU merchandise. Don't let Dad continue to rock that ratty polo. He's been it's not lucky. The polo is not lucky. Dad is the one that's lucky. So get him something nice and new. From College Corner. Right now, with what you're doing in business, no matter what it is, Advantage Business Systems needs to talk to you because they can help you do things better, more efficiently, and more productively. So give them a call today. Why don't you? They can help you set up some brand new technology in the office, new copier machines, new computers, 
all the solutions you need to make your business more efficient. And if you're keeping your employees at home for the time being, well, Advantage Business Systems has answers for that as well. So give them a call today at 844-833-6245 or just visit them online at absms.com. Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. We're going to try once again. Every time I look at stats for Mississippi State football and for Washington State football from a season ago, it's, it's, it's so incredibly difficult to wrap my head around because it's so different than anything I've ever seen from Mississippi State. I can't, I can't picture it in my brain even. even. Even when I played NCAA football, I didn't run offense like this. You know, I might have a quarterback throw for 4,000 yards on NCAA football, but you know I've got a couple thousand yard rushers as well. You know, just the way that it worked. So what we're going to do today is we're going to try to take what happens at Washington State last season and turn that into MSU names. Just just sort of just change out the names and see do we think those guys can get there, more or less. That's, that's, that's the big question, I think. So, And honestly, right off the bat, I'm uncomfortable <laughs> with the quarterback. <laughs> Let's look. We're not worried. You know, the 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 backup quarterbacks. Anthony Gordon started every game last season for Washington State. Uh, they only threw seventeen passes that he didn't throw. <laughs> so could KJ Costello match this stat line? Four hundred and ninety-three completions on six hundred eighty-nine attempts. Five thousand five hundred and seventy-nine yards. That would break State's uh, single-season record, I think, by about two thousand yards. 48 touchdowns to 16 picks. That's what Anthony Gordon threw for last year under this system. No way. That's that's my first gut instinct is no way. But then you have to tell me, am I saying no way because, like we said, we've never seen it before? Uh Or am I saying no way because there's literally no way? There's a couple of things at play here. First off, I think K.J. Costello is a better quarterback than Anthony Gordon. I do too. I think if you put KJ Costello on last year's Washington State team, you got something. Yeah, you're cooking with gas a little bit. Here's where we're running into that whole you're playing Bama and LSU, and there is that. Obviously, the, the, the defenses are different, uh, and also you know, even though it's a bunch of more or less unknown guys, the state's receivers aren't going to be as good. And that's sort of it's sort of a bitter pill to swallow there. At every position group that you want to look at, State versus Washington State. MSU would be better, except wide receiver. I'm I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Do you know though if you transplanted Mississippi State's wide receivers to Washington State, could they not do something similar to that? I know Stephen Gidry couldn't. Couldn't have. I know that. I just know it in my in my heart that he could not. He, just, he can't catch the football. So I don't know. I mean. Again, you know, it's, it's sort of that whole. It's the same thing. We just keep going. Can, I can't picture in my brain. I can't picture Osiris Mitchell matching Brandon Arcanado, seventy-eight catches for eleven hundred nine yards and seven touchdowns. I can't see that in my head. You know, look, Max Borgie's production. I can totally see Kylan Hill doing that. Yeah, even yeah. the receptions. But I can't. You know, that's sort of where we are. So let's just look at it like this. I mean, that's. That's nearly 700 passes. So we're talking, they played 13 games. Real quick on the math, they're averaging over 50 passes a game, if I'm right. Something like that. Yeah. I do know that 
because I, I, I wrote that story about receivers and things a week or two ago, mm-hmm. and I'm going off memory here. I'm not looking at it. I, Washington State threw the football basically three out of every four plays. Yeah. So I do know that. Yeah. I mean, you extrapolate that out to, I mean, that's 30 passes for every 40 plays, and you're going to throw, you know, you're going to run more than 40 plays a game. Yeah. So the good thing for State, though, is I think that they're going to be better defensively than Washington State was a season ago. So maybe that, that, that takes, you know, you're not playing from behind as much and you're not, you know, having to score every drive. So, you know, maybe we can take 50 to 75 passes off of this. Maybe. I mean, that's... If, if K.J. Costello puts up those numbers this year, well, I, I'm tempted to say that's nine wins like that. You would need to take... You would need to drop the interceptions a bit to get to nine wins, I think. 16 picks is a lot. That's one. That's more than one a game. You, you need to you need to be under ten or under, I would think. Yeah, I would be willing to trade, you know, six interceptions for six touchdowns. If you told me he had forty two and ten, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. I just want to repeat these numbers again because they're so ridiculous. <laughs> he was four ninety three of six eighty nine. That's seventy one point six percent for five thousand five hundred and seventy nine <laughs> yards, forty eight touchdowns, and sixteen interceptions. Normally, there's a big, there's a little bit of a difference between yards per attempt and yards per completion. It's not as big here as you think. It's because they throw so many short passes. Long story short, will KJ Costello throw for over five thousand yards? That just I want to point out: if you say no, and it's four thousand four four thousand nine hundred ninety nine, you're just that's that's where you're saying he'll throw for four thousand nine hundred ninety nine yards. That's almost that's almost six hundred yards difference. So you're, you're you're dropping production six hundred yards <laughs> if you say no. Goodness gracious! I'm just looking at state's total passing numbers from last year. With, oh, they uh, Washington State completed more passes than oh, state yeah. attempted. State only attempted three hundred fifteen. Yeah, only completed one hundred eighty six. State could very easily double the amount of passes it threw from last season. And that would be less than this this team threw. This team threw total when you count the other the other guys, they threw seven hundred and six passes. Goodness gracious! And of course, last year Tommy and Garrett, you know, basically split equal time, right. and neither one of them cracked a hundred completions. Right. Uh, it's just unfathomable to think that you know, one quarterback with... is going to have what'd you say four hundred four hundred ninety three. Oh my god. I I cannot see him passing for fifty five hundred yards or whatever it is. Can he? Can he hit five thousand? I mean, I think this is where I am heavily biased by the, what I've seen in my lifetime at Mississippi State because mm-hmm. it is so hard for me to say yes. However, if State's going to play thirteen games, you know, including the bowl game. And they're going to run this thing, and they're going to throw it and throw it and throw it and throw it and throw it again. It stands to reason they're going to have a dang good shot to get there. Five thousand divided by thirteen is what? It's wow. it's it's not it's not five hundred. Obviously, it's four hundred and something. Five thousand divided by thirteen is. I'm sorry, it's not even four hundred. It's three hundred eighty-four yards passing per. That game. seems doable. 
That, I know that's crazy. That's a crazy thing to say. I know it's crazy, but considering the offensive style and the quarterback that's going to be here, mm-hmm. that seems doable. I can't help but smile, right? It's going to be so fun. What, Regardless of the outcome, it's just going to be fun to watch. The, and the bottom line is, if they do this, to me it all goes back to is the defense just a little bit better than what it was a year ago? And if the answer to that question is yes, and State can do this, man, you're going to win eight or nine games, I think. I know that that there's probably people listening to that and say, oh, you're a homer, but it's just bottom line. Yeah. If you put up that offensive production and and your defense is just a touch better than a year ago. Top 50. You're going to win eight or nine. Are you ready for this? Okay, so last year... Like I said, Anthony Gordon completed 493 uh, passes, right? Yeah. That would be good for uh, third all-time at Mississippi State for a career. (laughs) That's the craziest one yet. All right, Dak Prescott, 734 completions. Nick Fitzgerald, 511 completions. Nick Fitzgerald started for three years. He started 30-plus games. And he's number two all-time. 511. Wayne Madkin... Who started for four years, 462 completions. So Anthony Gordon's season last year would have him third all-time at Mississippi State for career completions. (laughs) (laughs) It literally is like somebody trying to tell you that 2 plus 2 does not equal 4. You cannot make your brain accept it. I can't make my brain accept it. I would have to I may I may not it may be like the egg bowl before I'm finally clicked in and I'm just like, okay. I get it. This is what's going to happen. I may come out to these first couple games and be like, nah, they're going to run the ball. <laughs> it's, it's, there's no way. No. Dak Prescott, the, the single season, uh, sorry, single game passing yard record is 508 against Arkansas. You were at that game. I was. That's yeah. going to fall in the first game. Is there any way you can convince me that State's not throwing for over 500 yards against New Mexico? It got me, got me, got me wondering here. They played Washington State played a uh, played a uh, okay. They played a non Northern Colorado, so that was their uh, their game against a uh, FCS yeah. team. Well, he, he didn't. They didn't crack five hundred. Uh, Gordon was thirty one of thirty nine in that game for four hundred and sixty four yards. No, is that so, all? So is that all? Yeah, that, that, I guess not. I guess that that, that could possibly. <laughs> Stay under. That is insane. Does this team run out? The, <laughs> does this coaching staff? Do they run out the clock? Like when they have a lead? Yeah. Like do, do, do you do you just you know have, have a three down situation where you just, just hand give, it off? Yeah. Three just times? dive, dive, know. dive. I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see how that works. So I mean, I think they still throw like a little short, a lot of short passes in those situations. Just easy completions. You know, just you know, quick hitch, quick smash. Why would you take that risk? Like I, and I'm saying this. Have you met Mike Leach? I know, but like if you're up against Alabama, and God you, Almighty, people <laughs> would lose their minds. <laughs> the ball! I'd be up. I'd be among you. You're, be you're beating you. Bama by six with like four minutes to play. You don't you just want to run a little, try and eat that clock, and you're just sitting here. Let me see here. I guess though, I guess the theory there is though, you can get a first down easier yeah. in this offense, throwing the football and run the clock out better that way. Continuing with Gordon last year, five thousand five hundred seventy-nine passing yards would be good for fifth all-time at Mississippi State for career. <laughs> he would be behind Prescott, Madkin, Fitzgerald, and Kevin Fant. 
just a notch ahead of Tyler Russell. Russell is underrated here. Russell would be really good in this offense, by the way. Yeah. Really good. Russell only was only a starter for what, like maybe 15 games total? And he's fifth all time? That's not bad. That's not right. Not 15. Maybe like maybe 20, but still. Uh, to be fair, back to what I was saying, I yeah. don't maybe this this coaching stuff does run out the clock. I don't know. I I didn't watch a ton of Washington State football. That might be our next year. time we have Leach on. Like, Coach, talk us through this. <laughs> Let me give you a situation here. There's Would you two, run out the Two and clock? a half minutes to go. You're up 10 points on Alabama. <laughs> What's the play calling? So we're going five wide. Oh, God, no. Just diving Maybe up they the... do like victory formation in the shotgun, take the snap, throw it to a wide receiver, and then he takes the knee. Is that how they do it? Well, yeah, they just throw like some quick screens or something. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Gotta find out. Gotta find out. All right. So we are are we saying under on fifty five seventy nine? I'm saying I'm under. saying under. But are we saying over for five thousand? <laughs> I just I don't know. It's, it's so difficult. So difficult. I, I don't. I, I don't know the answer. I mean, I'm. I'm tempted to say no, but I still think I'm biased on that just because of what I've seen. Like, I cannot see this a quarterback at Mississippi State. It goes back to what Steve Spurrier Jr. was telling me the other day on the phone. Is like some of the he, we were talking about recruiting and things, and he says, "Yeah, this offense intrigues recruits, but they need to see people with Mississippi State helmets actually doing this." That's that. That is exactly what I need. He, it's not just recruits. Yes, it's Brian Haydad. Me too, and, and I think that's the bottom line here. Is it possible? Yes, but it seems so far fetched to see a guy in a Mississippi State helmet throwing for five thousand yards. I, I just can't say yes. So here's the uh, here's the opposite side of this this, this this debate. Ready? So last year, Kylan Hill carried the ball 242 times. Let me do some quick math here. Last year, Washington State ran the ball 203 times. Kylan Hill had 40 more carries than Washington State had as a team Yeah, a season ago. Um, Max Borgie led them with 127 carries. I think Kylan Hill will get more than 127 carries. Now, I don't think he's going to get 242. Mm-mm. I think he'll get about 150. If he averages per carry what uh, what he averaged a season ago. Eric Melee said they want their running backs to average six yards a carry. Well, he averaged 5.9. So we'll just we'll just go with that. So 150, 150, work here, with number 150 uh, times six. It's going to be 900, 900 yards. yards. Yeah, be right at 900 yards. The question, obviously, is you know can he duplicate Borgie's receiving numbers? Eighty-six catches for five hundred and ninety-seven yards. Um, again, the MSU record for single-season catches is what? It's Fred Ross, I know. Eighty-eight. <laughs> I'll tell you, every time we do shows like this, I laugh. I just I can't help but laugh when I know that it's eighty-eight and they had two guys catch eighty-five a season ago. Um, I don't think Kyle Hill gets 80 catches. I'm going to put between him between 60 and 70. I just, I just, maybe I'm wrong. Let me look, let me look back a year here. This is 2017. <laughs> 2017, they had two running backs at Washington State. I didn't look at 2018 because they had Gardner Minshew. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's a bit of an outlier because he's in the NFL. Uh, I mean, KJ Costello could be. Could be, but I mean, I'm just, I'm just, that's what I did. I skipped 2018. Okay. <laughs> so, in 2017, they had two main running backs, James Williams and Jamal Morrow. They combined for 178 carries 
and 131 catches. Between the two running backs had 71 and 60. So, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say Kylan Hill has 60 catches this year. 60 to 70 catches. Which I think, now he now Borgie only averaged uh, seven yards a catch. And he said he wanted eight, right? Yep. So. Eight times six, 480, right? Well, I'm, I'm going to go a little higher. Let's just say the 70. Okay. So that would be. 560. Uh, 560 yards. So five hundred. So you're talking about 1,460 yards of total offense out of Kylan Hill. Again, a season ago, in an offense we know wasn't as good, he had 1,530 yards. So I don't think Kylan Hill's going to have – I may be underestimating Kylan Hill's production now Now that I look at what he did last year versus what – you know, because he had, he had a total of 260 touches last year. And I think he's going to have 220 touches this year. But he has the opportunity to, to make bigger plays, I think. So I might I might be underestimating him there. Yeah. I there's no way he hits like two thousand yards, is it? Because he'd have to be, I, he'd have to be thousand thousand. Because he's not gonna get enough carries to do thirteen. Didn't Leach say on with us the other day that they, they thought they could get him up around two thousand yeah. <laughs> when he said But like, he would have to be if now if he got 85 catches like Borgie did and averaged eight yards, yards a catch, catch. Yeah, then that's you know, so that's well, 800 times eight would be 640, right? And then so another half yard, so yeah, it's I don't know, I don't know. I mean, it's it would be close 800 times eight would be 6,400. But <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> you said, didn't you say like 800 times? Oh, something? yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. okay, <laughs> yeah, 80. If he had if he if he matches Borgie and and but gets eight yards a catch. Yeah. That's 680 yards. And then what do we give him, 900? He, 900 that's, something. He's at 1580. To get to 2,000, I think you have to be 1,000, 1,000. I don't think you'll get enough carries to get to 1,200, 1,300 yards rushing and sort of let the rest carry on. He'd have to average 1,000 yards. The 1,000 yards receiving is, I feel, now I'm not going to say he can't, but I am going to say that would be really tough. Yeah. Has the SEC ever had a 1,000 yard, yard receiving running. back? I mean, off the top of my head, I somebody somebody holler at Tony Barnhart for me. I need to know the answer to that. I, I, I can't imagine. I'm trying to think of like the great run. I mean, obviously the great running backs have been rushers mainly. I mean, has an SEC running back ever caught 50 passes in a season? I mean, could you go up to like late 90s Hal Mummy Kentucky when Leach was up there? And like, I guess, but then they wouldn't have had a thousand yard. No, there's no way. Thousand yard run, run, thousand yard running back receiving. No chance. No chance. I believe that. One thing that the Leach offense does not seem to to give a lot of uh, consideration for is the backup running backs. So guys like Jaquavius Marks, Lee Witherspoon. Last year, the running backs for uh, for Mike Leach, outside of Max Borgie, carried the ball twenty five times total. So that's interesting to me because yeah, I would assume that Mike Mike Leach is a one running back per. Your kind of guy. So it comes but if you look at the, the 2018 year with uh, with, Minshew. with Minshew, all right, I'll look at it. Uh, Borgie's freshman year, uh-huh. they they split it a little more evenly. Yeah, James Williams was still there. He, he, yeah, he had 122 carries, and Borgie had 72. And like I mentioned, the year and, before, and that might be more of a good comparison for running backs and carries because it seems like they really like Jaquavius Marks. I know it's early, and yeah. I know that they haven't yeah. done much, but in 2017 they had three running backs go over 30 carries. Uh, Gerard Wicks was the low guy, 32 for 156. Jamal Morrow had 86 carries for 522. James Williams, 92 carries for 395. 
Be, Dylan Johnson, Lee. I don't know what Lee Witherspoon feels like. Sort of like an odd man out almost. He's going to have to. He's going to have to deliver because, they, like you said, the, the coaching staff seems to be high on marks. So, I can't. I, I think the days of signing two running backs to a class are probably done at Mississippi State. You just you just need one. At least, yeah. I mean, in in the Leach era, yeah. yeah. So we're going to put Kylan Hill over these numbers. I think we're going to put them him over. Uh, all, we're going to give him. I'm going to give him more touches. I'm going to give him more carries than than Borgie had. More yards than Borgie had. I don't, I I feel like it'll be less catches, but he could have more yards because if, if we're saying this is 86 for seven, and I'm going to give him 70 for eight. It's it's well, I guess it's like right on the dot almost. Yeah. 16 touchdowns from Max Borgie. That seems right. Feels like that's about right. I mean, what, Kylan had 11 last year. So, I mean, if you feel like you can get a, uh, get that. All right, before we get into the receivers, which are going to be the most crazy one, let's move on into that with our good friends at Welcome Home Beef. I hope you saw those beef ribs that uh, they tweeted out that they did. Oh, those short ribs? Yeah. I saw that. That's what Brian Haydad's going to be doing for, for supper uh, next Saturday. I'm going to put those on the, on, the, on the grill and smoke those up. Um, and you can be doing that too. Beef ribs, beef short ribs, brisket. Everything that you want to, to grill, that you want to smoke, that you want to spend the afternoon doing the barbecue, they've got you taken care of at Welcome Home Beef. But if you just want to put some steaks on the grill, some burgers, you can do all that kind of stuff too. All these great products are available for you at Welcome Home Beef. Great prices. Just go to facebook.com slash welcomehomebeef. You can see the full list there of everything that they're offering and what that's going to cost you. All the shipping, they will take care of you guys. Just have to, you know, make the call. 662-418-2021 or go to Facebook.com slash Welcome Home Beef. You can order straight there from online and get yourself some big-time meat on the grill this coming weekend. We only have got a few of these free weekends left to do all this cooking. Football is coming. It's going to take – I mean, not that, you know, for me and Joel it turns into work. You guys are still going to be tailgating, so you can still be hitting up Welcome Home Beef come this football season. But please do do that. Do that. And know this, when you call Welcome Home Beef, whatever you put on the grill, it just tastes good. All right, here comes the fun part. These are the receivers. <laughs> Again, let me... Let's, Before you even look at that, yeah. and some of you probably saw this or may have saw it, if you did see it, thank you for seeing it. Mm-hmm. But I was looking back, talking about that receiving article I wrote a couple weeks ago. I think State has, this decade, since 2010... Mm-hmm. Nine receivers to crack 500 yards. Washington State had seven last year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so last year, that's the leading receiver in terms of catches was a tie between Dedrick Thomas and Stephen Gidry. I need this to be checked. I don't know that I believe that. I don't know believe that Stephen Gidry caught 38, 30 passes. He might have had 30 drops. I don't know that I believe this, but we'll go with it. Gidry had some drops, but do you think that you may have overblown his droppedness? If anything, I underblew it. All right, <laughs> that guy. Like I, I, I think I've, t- I've related this story before, but I'll tell it again. When we were at the Music City Bowl, I was sitting next to some guy in the press conference who clearly was an NFL draft scout or something, and I didn't, I never, I didn't catch his name, but just from talking to him, you could tell that's what he did. And he said, if Everything you did before the catch and everything you did after the catch made you a, a receiver, then Stephen Gidry would be a top 10 pick. But it's the catch part that keeps him where that made him a, an undrafted free agent. He, much as Lynn Bowden cannot throw the football, Stephen Gidry cannot catch the football. Which is a 
big hindrance when you're a receiver. It's huge. Yeah. He, I, go play DB. Anyway, we'll go with that. So those two guys, 30 catches apiece a season ago. Washington State, that would have been good for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eighth. Eighth place. Uh, leading receiver from a yardage perspective was Osiris Mitchell. 430 yards receiving. Again, good for eighth place at Washington State. So, I mean, if you if you transported all of Mississippi State's passing yards to uh, to Washington State, like their numbers still don't seem like that they're, they're that ridiculous. So he, he's over six thousand yards, but even you're like, I ah, could do it, sure, you know. <laughs> so, who is the Aesop Winston in this group? He seems to be more of the possession guy. 11.4 yards per catch, but he caught 11 touchdowns, so maybe he's more of the red zone guy, too. Who's catching 85 for 970? I mean... Is that Osiris Osiris Mitchell? Osiris is the leading contender, right? I feel like that's more Osiris Mitchell. Yeah. And I feel that Stephen Gidge... I'm sorry, Malik Heath is the better option to be Brandon Arcanado, 78 for 1109 and seven touchdowns. I feel like Heath is more of the deep threat yeah. and that you're going to see a lot of Osiris catching the short possession routes. Yeah. That hopefully you can break a tackle and do something with. Yeah, that seems about right. I'm, when I was talking to Spurrier, he brought up Javante Payton pretty much unprompted. I don't even think yeah. I asked about Javante Payton. So it kind of seems like he's one of the guys that – May get a lot more action this year than what he saw a season ago. So here's Javante Payton. Yeah, I know. It's not much. Nine catches for 147 yards. (laughs) Are we going to turn him into Desmond Patton? 58 catches for 762 yards and eight touchdowns? a heck of a jump, isn't it? (laughs) I mean, everybody's going to have to make big jumps, but I mean, some of these are just crazy. Austin Williams a season ago, 11 catches for 119 yards. Are we turning him into Renard Bell? 54 catches for 579 yards? Here's a question. Pick your freshman. Rufus or Tulu, mm-hmm. does does one of those guys end this season with more receiving yardage than State's leading receiver a year ago? Are you asking me if one of them could be Travell Harris or Devontavian Martin, who both who caught a combined 90 passes for 1,100 yards a season ago? <laughs> now, is that what you're trying to ask me? I guess so. That those two guys could do that? Th- that was freshmen? Those were freshmen? I don't know if they were freshmen or not, okay. but those, those were the sixth and seventh leading receivers. The sixth and seventh leading receivers would have misled Mississippi State by a large margin, <coughs> and I mean even their 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 eighth and ninth guys. Roderick uh, Fisher had nineteen for two sixty five. Two sixty five would have been good for fourth at Mississippi State. It was good for eighth <laughs> at Washington State. Um, who's the last guy on the list here? Then you had Calvin Jackson, 10 for 117. Again, I mean, he would have been on the list here somewhere. So, yeah, I'm sorry, I missed Zuber up here. Zuber, it would have been fifth. Whatever. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Mark these names down. Osiris Mitchell, Malik Keith, Javante Payton, Austin Williams, Tulu Griffin, Rufus Harvey, I guess Caleb Ducking. Yeah. Am I missing anybody? You look, you know, and I'm, I'm not counting. Well, I, you got the tight end guys. Dante I, Jones, I know. That's what, Spivey, I was about to say this. Brad Cumbus. Yesterday, I uh, was looking at some of um, Spivey's tweets and things from, from the March and stuff in Starfall. But anyway, noticed on his profile on Twitter that he is now a wide receiver at Mississippi State University. Well, I mean, that's, yeah, because there aren't yeah. any tight ends. Yeah, so I, 
So and I think when I look back on on Leach's rosters, he hadn't had a tight end since I think 2015. At least right. an actual let's dude on the roster that you look at the position and it says TE. Let's look at this. All right. So let's go through the names again that we have to, look, to keep up with here. Peyton, mm-hmm. Mitchell, yep. Williams, mm-hmm. Jones, Spivey, Combust. Those are the guys who return. Heath, Harvey, Griffin, Griffin, Ducky. That's 10 guys, right? Let's go with 5,000 yards passing. Let's take out 600 yards for Kylan Hill. Okay? Yeah. So we got 440 yards, 4,400 yards to divide between 10 guys. But to get to 5,000, those 10 guys have to catch four, an average of 440 yards this season. <laughs> which would have led the team. All of which of would have led the team. A year ago. Every one of them would have led the team a season ago. <laughs> Goodness gracious, man. Now, you know, obviously it's not, 10 guys aren't going to do that. No. All right, one guy's going to catch Seven, 70, eight, 900. 700. There's going to be a couple guys who are above seven 800. So it'll be close to doubling the, the, the production. But that has to happen. That has to happen for this to work. Even if this offense comes in, I don't think it's going to be a total flop, but even if it comes in and doesn't work as well as you would hope, State's still going to break a lot of records. They just are, because they're going to keep throwing it even if it's not working. What you got over there? Uh, our, our friend Big Swole Justin Cole is doing queso on the Big Green Egg. And I'm telling you, brother. I, knew, I could tell you got pretty distracted pretty quick. <laughs> if wrestling doesn't work out for Big Swole, he got another career coming. He could be a pit master. Let me tweet at him. <laughs> uh, whew, that was that. I'll tell you, a naked woman could have been there. I, I wouldn't have been any more distracted I than I gonna, was. I wasn't going to say that. But I, I would not have been. It. I would not have been. I was like, holy cow. Because, uh, I mean, your eyes. Like popped out of your head. I couldn't believe what I was, I was seeing. I've never seen smoked queso before. I didn't I know what you saw, but uh, now you know. Uh, quite honestly, I'm glad it was food. Yeah, it was because I, yeah. I wouldn't have I told you have if it was the other it. thing. Okay, because I, I shouldn't be looking at that at work anyway. <laughs> in the middle of a pod. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, if you said, all right, let's look. The top three guys last year were Winston, Arcanado, and Patman. 85, 78, 58. If I said who who fills those roles, who's the top three receivers next year? Go. I think Mitchell, Mitchell and Heath, Heath are, are like givens, and then we got to find a third guy that we're going to rely on. I think it I mean, could be today a freshman. I, I think it could be Tulu Griffin. I mean, I think it could, but the, I think the safest bet is Peyton. What does it say about this that I have more? I have make it. It's easier in my brain to picture some a true freshman than a guy who I've seen play. I think that's what it is. I've seen Javante Peyton play. I've never seen Tulu Griffin. Yeah. All I have is highlight tapes. Yeah. And I still remember, and I, it doesn't mean anything because we've had a lot of, you know, practice superstars since mm-hmm. we've been covering the team. But Javante Payton, I still remember how good he looked last camp. Like, I, I think there's some, I think there is some tools there that could be very, very much utilized in this offense. Yeah, I mean, watching him last year, you know, in practice we thought, okay, this guy's going to be really good this year, be a big contributor. Yeah, and and it just it just didn't happen that way. Want to point out once again, by the way, just just for the for the record, uh, if one player gets eighty five catches, that'll be a that'll be second all time at Mississippi State, uh, behind Fred Ross, um, who was the leading touchdown guy last year for for them in receiving. They had a guy with eleven 
which would be good for it's tied tied for sixth. But that was sort of a low year for them. I think looking back at like 2018, now they he's had a double digit touchdown guy in receiving uh, every year for like that he's coached basically. Yeah. Well, I mean his his passing offense has been number one in the country for half of the years that yeah. he's nine, – nine of his 18 years as head coach, he led the country in passing offense. And I think every year it was like top 15. And I think 15 of the 18 years it was like top five. Yeah. So, safe to say that when this season is over, Mississippi State is going to have a – they're going to have a top 20 passing offense, right? Yeah. Oh. I mean, for sure. If they don't, then State they were really, really bad. They were really, really bad. Because I don't think he's ever been lower than he's ever been lower than like fifth. There, there was a I think there was an eleventh in there, something like that. I, I wrote it the other day and I can't okay. remember now what I wrote. But but even then, that might have been like if, his if first he, year. And and but when you combine it with KJ Costello, and when you combine it with the senior quarterback who's done it before and you know understand, I I understand. We, we and I feel like we've had the same podcasts like three or four times. Probably. I understand that it's difficult to wrap your brain around. But it's going to happen. Or either that's going to happen, either it's going to happen, or State's going like 2-10 and ten next year. There's no middle ground. Alright? The offense is either going to be good and they're going to win 7-8, maybe 9 games, or it's going to be so bad that they lose 2 they only win like 2. Because I don't think this is a team that defensively is going to be carrying anybody. And they can't rely, just rely, rely on the running game and defense with Mike Leach. They can't. So it's one or the other. It is going to be feast or famine. This well, first. I mean, I, I like the chances better of 7-8 of than I do, too. I do, too. Because I, I think this is one of those things where I don't know how it's going to work. I just know it's going to work. Well, because with Mike Leach, it has always worked. It has always worked, yeah. And it's, wor- it's worked in football uh, areas where it's tougher to win. I know that's. I know what you're saying they're not in the SEC, but recruiting to Starkville is probably like recruiting to Tuscaloosa when it comes to recruiting to Pullman and Lubbock. These are these are not the not a place recruits want to go. <laughs> it's just insane. It really is something to, to consider that Mississippi State could have eight guys next year who catch forty or more passes when you had none last year. You had none the year before. You had none the year before that. You know, you go back to 16, that's when Fred Ross has his big year. Yeah. And obviously. And Donald the, Gray, I think, had over 600 that year, too, in 16. In terms of receiving yards. He didn't yeah. have a. T- but you remember that, that year he had like 270 yards against Samford. Yeah. I, I spent the whole offseason like, are we sure on Donald Gray? Because I knew he was a talented guy, but he, I mean, not have, he didn't have a tremendous junior. You take year. that one game out. Yeah, it wasn't anything impressive. And then, of course, Dak's senior year, they threw the ball quite a bit, you know, for by Mississippi State standards. And Duranya and, and Fred Ross had big years that year. Which so. that may be a, that, I don't know that, that we could do a deep dive on that 2015 Mississippi State season, but Dak coming back for that year, uh-huh. I think made him into the player he now is. I yeah, think because, that, I, that was well, the, the most, yeah, not, that was the best decision that, that kid could have ever made. M- Mullen tweaked his offense to, to, to suit that to suit him as a passer. Yes, you know, I remember the first three or four games. I was just like, when is he going to run? And you know he never did really. So if that team had been better, here's a hot take: we don't want to go too far down the road. If he had on day one said Eris Williams is our starting tailback in 2015, they would have been a lot better. They might have won another game or two. I think I think they probably would have beaten LSU because Shumpert and Holloway, who you know I liked, good people, but they weren't getting it done. 
they weren't as good as Eris Williams was. So, hot take for that. Maybe, now, maybe Dak you know, gets killed because <laughs> Eris Williams is not a great pass blocker at that point in his career. But don't tell me that Dak Prescott couldn't have figured it out. So, All right. Ugh, this offense. I, I, am, I have never been more anxious for a season to start just because I want to see it, what it looks like, man. I want I want to I want to get some I want you know they hand you all those stats after the game all those pieces of paper. I can't wait for the first one cuz I want to see it we, written down. We got to go all digital this year. Got to go all digital cuz you don't want to pass the coronavirus on a piece of paper. That's I, yeah that's a good idea. I hadn't thought about that. They they and they're pretty much all digital. They, they have is. gotten better in recent years. They, they used to give you a stack of paper. We used to get a, a stat sheet like it, was it at the at the middle of every quarter too? Well, I know we got one at the end of every got, quarter. Well, you used to get the big pregame notes thing, yeah. which was at least 20, 30 pages. And then you would get a stat sheet every quarter and at the half. So you get a at the half you would get one for the second quarter and one for the half. And then at the end of the game, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's just available online. Yeah. I will say, Brandon, if you're listening, uh, Mississippi State football guru. And we know you are. <laughs> that uh, when it comes to like pregame notes, I would like those in my hand because it's just easier to write without having know. to. Here, Mr. Podcaster over here, you can just look at it on a screen. But if I'm writing a story, I prefer to have like my screen here and my notes. Joel would also like me. the uh, press box to be uh, accommodate cigar smoking, and it needs a rack for his fedora over there too. <laughs> cigar smoking. And he's gonna be up there. Like, ah, catch today. Just, just. Just look at it on the screen. It'll be all right. If I had a cigar, people would think I had coronavirus because I'd be coughing, be coughing nonstop. Yeah. All right. Uh, tomorrow's show, we're talking about the Georgia Bulldogs. We know that's our SEC preview. Uh, and then, uh, I don't know. Uh, we got we to figure, figure out another topic, but we'll do that between now and then. Hey, so maybe, maybe somebody will figure it out for us. Maybe something will happen. You're right about that. So In the meantime, uh, hopefully your brain's not hurting too much from today. Mine is a little. I'm sitting here trying to picture Osiris Mitchell catching 75 passes, and it's making it's making things happen up there. Well, Neurons I, are firing. No, things are happening because you saw that Rotel on the There's grill. that, too. There's that, too. All right, guys. Have a great rest of your Sunday. We'll be back with you on uh, Tuesday morning. For Joel T. Coleman, Woo! I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi <laughs> media production.